Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo. And let's start with some basics. Let's go back to the basics once again. Like I always want to take you guys back to the basics to remind you that everything is a thought. Everything, everything, everything that we see, everything that we create, everything that is man-made, everything that, even language, language, music, even like the sounds, right? Everything before it becomes grounded in the physical plane, everything that man has ever created and when I say man, I mean humans, right? Everything that has ever been created by a human being begins in the realm of thought and idea. Nothing that exists today wasn't first a thought in someone's mind. That is the process of manifestation. We manifest everything through our mind first, then through our feelings and finally into form. That is universal truth, both collapsed and extended, both esoteric and exoteric. Now, I'm going to complete the Simplicity series this week and next week, talking about time. And I want you guys to remember that. Above everything else, remember that. Remember that everything is a thought. Everything is a thought. We cannot separate ourselves from thought. We cannot separate ourselves from experience, which is to say emotion, because it's a part of the holographic universe in which we live in. It's part of like, you know, we're like these Russian dolls, right? At the very set, you know those Russian dolls, the ones that like you put one in and then you put it inside and you, you close it and you put it inside another one and close it and then put it inside another one, close it and put it inside another one, close it. It's like a bunch of shells, a bunch of shells surrounding this, this central core, this essence, and that's why we can't be separate because at the essence, at the very center, at the very core is the trueness, is the true being of pure consciousness. And then around that are all these other bodies, a body of thought, a body of emotion, and of course, the physical body that we experience as our vehicle. So everything is a thought because everything has to be a thought in order for us to experience it through this body. Even our sensations, even hot and cold is a thought right? Colors, sounds, these are thoughts. You know, to, to look at color scientifically, <laughs> which is another thought, right? Science is also a thought. But when we look at color scientifically, we look at it as energy. We look at it as a frequency. Colors are frequencies. Sounds are frequencies. They're energies. But we have thoughts about them. We interpret them through our mind. We interpret them through our mental plane, through our mental body. It's really important you guys understand that. Everything is a thought. We cannot separate ourselves from thought. You know, the money portion of this series was really impactful for many of you. And the food portion was really triggering for many of you. And this is so very fascinating for me because everything is a thought. The openness to hear about money and the closedness when discussing feeding is fascinating for me. And it's informative for me as a spiritual guide because both are just energies. Both are just neutral energies. In fact, you could say that they are very similar energies in that money is used to buy food. You know, money is a survival energy that allows us to obtain food more efficiently because instead of going out to hunt for food or maintain a personal or communal garden, we can simply take our money and go to a grocery store or a restaurant. Money has kind of become a substitute for food in that way. 
However, there was a huge difference in response from the money section versus the food section. And this tells me that you guys are more attached to your food thoughts than you are to your money thoughts. And you know what? That makes perfect sense. As I mentioned briefly last week, you know, that food as a topic is similar to religion and politics. The way we eat is intricately woven into our identity. So intricately woven, in fact, that we don't even know it becomes a part of our identity. You know, to be a carnivore or to be a vegan is a part of the framework of our identity. It's a part of our, the framework of our identity as much as to be a Christian or a Hindu or a conservative or a liberal. We don't even separate ourselves from these titles. We just say, I am. You know, it's the I am statement. I am a carnivore. I am a vegan. I am a Christian. I am a Jew. I am a Muslim. I am a conservative. I am a Republican. I am a liberal. I am a Democrat, whatever. We use the I am statement that, that basically welds the idea to our identity. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm simply saying how apparent it is and for you to be aware of it in your own life. Your actions come from your thoughts, brothers. Your actions come from your thoughts and you will behave according to the blueprint in your head, nothing more. So whatever that blueprint is telling you, whatever that I am statement is, that's how you are going to feel. That's how you are going to act and therefore get the results that you have in your life. And there's no absolute rightness or wrongness. There's no absolute goodness or badness outside of the thoughts that pass through our mind. And those are no different from any other energy. All energy is neutral as measured by humanity and divine in its purity. Now, as I transition into time as a subject of simplicity, there may be some things that get a little deep. Food, money, pretty straightforward. Time is a mystery to the human mind because time is a function of the human mind. Without the mind, there would be no time. And that is something for you to ponder. <laughs> That's something for you to think about. Like, have you ever heard the koan, if a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? You know, it's one of those koans of deep meditation, of deep concentration. You concentrate on this idea, on this statement in order to break the mind and find no mind, right? And, and find that void. And what I just said can also be used as a deep level of concentration. If there's no observer of the movement of time, would time cease to move? Can time be experienced without an experiencer? Brothers, the difference between a mystery and a puzzle is that a puzzle is designed to be solved. A puzzle is a game for the mind. A mystery is not designed to be solved. It will always remain a mystery. And time is a mystery. We humans will never understand time as we experience it in this form, in this physical form, in the third dimension. It is only at the moment of death does the mystery of time become clear and the purpose of everything become known. This is the moment of celebration. Death is the moment of celebration. Wow, that's a wild thing to say. Maybe a wild thing to hear. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are thinking right now right? But the moment of death is the moment of celebration. It's a moment of total release, total ecstasy, total veneration. And I may come back to that at the end of this podcast episode, but certainly I'll repeat it in another episode at another time. When we look at time in a simple way, we can see that it moves in two directions. There's the experience of time through fear, which is horizontal time known by the mind. And there's the experience of time through love, which is vertical time known by the heart. To be more accurate, 
Both the mind and the heart only work in the present. They only work in the now. However, the mind likes to attach itself to horizontal time and the heart really only allows for vertical time. And you all already understand this. I know you guys already know this. You already understand this concept like anecdotally from a direct experience in your own life. Because you know that the mind will project itself into the past or into the future via the thought and the heart will only be true to the present moment through feelings. We don't feel the past or the future. We only feel the now. Our thoughts can give us a similar feeling to what we may have experienced in the past by thinking about the past or give us a desired feeling or an undesired feeling <laughs> for the future by thinking about the future. However, we only are able to experience our feelings in the now because that is where our physical body is. Our physical body is in the now. We don't experience our future emotions. We don't experience our past emotions. We only experience our current emotions. And this has to do with cognitive mastery and how and why we work on rewriting the past and manifesting the future. Exoterically speaking, the mind is designed to be drawn to two things, familiarity and pleasure. Equally important to note is that the mind is designed to be drawn away from two things, unfamiliarity and pain. And of course, when we get right down to it, familiarity is king for the mind because the mind has one job to keep you alive. Familiarity means safety. Even if what is familiar is painful, it's a whole lot better than a pleasure that may be unfamiliar and could mean death. Now, most of what humanity lives with in the form of familiarity is the simple yet erroneous statement of, I am not enough. It's kind of the basis or foundation of the work that we do in the academy. Because the academy is the school of change. It's a school of change. It's the school of moving you from the seed of I am not enough to the new belief, the new foundation of I am enough. And as we move through time, we experience life in various variations, which are all stabilized on the foundation of not enoughness, which is why the academy is so important and necessary for all of you. <laughs> now, esoterically speaking, the source of all human fear comes from the fear of death. We have in our physical, astral, and mental bodies a program for death. Within every living cell of your body is a built-in design for decay. And because our neocortex perceives life in a horizontal way, sort of time flowing by without any ability to slow it down or stop it, it becomes the source of all fear, the fear about running out of time. And of course, this is the great illusion, capital G, capital I, the great illusion where time will ever run out. The time ends. This is death. And when we are freed from this great illusion, we are also freed from the great fear, capital G, capital F, the great fear, which is the fear of death. And this is why every religion, every single religion has its own story about what happens after death. Because to be free of the fear of death is to be free of all fear. Now, let me back up a little bit, brothers, because I'm getting pretty esoteric, right? I'm talking about death here, <laughs> maybe a little morbid, but you'll see at the end of the podcast what I mean by this, because it's really, it's really about freedom. It's really about celebration. But I want to back up because horizontal time is the time that we're all familiar with. That's the passing of time as it moves forward. This is why the mind attaches to it, because it's familiar for us. You know, we expect the future. We experience the present. We remember the past. That's so familiar, and that is horizontal time. We measure it, we count it, we watch it as it moves, hour to hour, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. We have numbers and names for this horizontal time. The year is 2023, the hour is two o'clock, the month is March, and the day is Tuesday. 
But this isn't real time. It's a fabrication of time that is experienced only by the mind through the shadow of fear. This is due to the slowing down of vibration and the sacred wounds of human existence. It's a part of the perfection of existence and yet an illusion that creates so much suffering. Why? Why does it create suffering? Well, again, brothers, I've already mentioned it. Because of the fear of death, that one day it will all end, that this will be the last month, that this will be the last year, that this will be the last day of my life. The fear comes from aging, the moving of time in a single direction, always forward, always getting older, always into death and decay, that youth is behind us and death is in front of us. The fear truly comes from attachment. Attachment to the physical form, the physical body, and the physical world. Living as an alpha male means living as a spiritual man. To be in a physical body and in a physical world without attaching to either, without attaching to anything. And while it may seem that detachment is restrictive or even anti-materialistic, it's actually the foundation of the Buddhist teaching the teaching of non-attachment. And the truth is that it leads to a heightened ability to explore the world and the self in a much deeper way. And this leads me into vertical time. What is vertical time? Vertical time is experienced in the depths of the now. It is only here and now that we experience the truth of time because time is truly only in the moment. It's only the present. And this may seem to you to be some esoteric spiritual craziness, right? Like some Abraham Hicks or Eckhart Tolle mumbo jumbo. And I actually love both of those people. <laughs> I mean, Eckhart's a person. Abraham is a spirit, right? But, you know, Esther Hicks, whatever. But the question is always, how can anyone live in the now when we have to have plan for the future, right? We have to live our lives with appointments and meetings and dates and plans. How do we do this? How do we do this, Kevin? How do we do this? Well, I'll get back to that. And probably I'll get back to it even more deeply in the next podcast episode with the plan, you know, part two. But vertical time allows for the truth to be revealed in the most profound way. When you are present, you are truly conscious. Presence is where your true power lives. To be present is to be empowered. Vertical time moves vertically. In that rather than going forward and backward with time as a past and future type of experience, you go within and without. You experience the external through your physical body and the five senses, and you experience the full vibration of your emotions through your astral body within, and your experience of all your thoughts through your mental body within. It's the movement within, inside. Vertically, you are watching it all unfold in the now through the various bodies of experience. This is a love-based way to experience human life because there is no fear here. There's no fear here in the now. If you experience fear... It is because you have moved back into thinking. You've moved back into attaching to your thoughts and moved back into connecting to horizontal time. So again, how do we live? How do we experience human life from an energetic perspective, from a spiritual perspective? How do we live in the vertical time while still being in the horizontal time? Or more accurately, <laughs> more accurately put, how do you live in the horizontal time while still being in the vertical time? And a lot of this I'm going to offer, like I say, on the podcast episode next week. However, I want to mention a couple of things first. First, I want to remind you all of one of the alpha male tenets. An alpha male tenet, brothers, is that we don't live in an either-or function. We live in a both-and function. Okay, life is not about either-or. It's not about choosing one or the other. As a great teacher, Krishnamurti, once said, once the mind is presented with a choice, it immediately becomes confused. Once you have an either-or, a this or that, you are in confusion. Because the truth is we're living in a both-and function. And this is really what all the alpha male paradoxes are based on because the mind has a hard time understanding the both and function. How can we know nothing and still know everything? How can we be in a constant state of change and still be a changeless being? 
And these are just a couple of the alpha male paradoxes, not to be confused with the alpha male tenets, but all of the paradoxes rest on this tenet that we do not live in an either or function. We live in a both and function. But this one, as it applies to time, is that we must learn to live in both vertical time and horizontal time, which the mind hates. <laughs> the mind hates that. The mind wants to have a choice. The mind wants to be confused. The mind wants to have a puzzle to solve. You know, and it wants you to choose horizontal time. Once it's presented with that choice, it wants you to choose horizontal time, which means that every time you go unconscious and slip into your lower vibrations, you will be moving around in horizontal time. And this has to do with the function of your mind to keep you alive, which means to constantly process the fear of death, which means to keep you locked in horizontal time. Time is such a vast topic. It's such a vast, vast topic, brothers. And I've spent hours talking about it with the students in the academy. And like some other parts of the Simplicity series, I will offer some simple ways to work with time for you to let go of some of the things like procrastination and distraction and buffering and really work on your goals and manifestation. Work on your calendaring and staying in the now, staying in the present, how you can be in both horizontal time and vertical time. But I do want to say this. I actually want to kind of close this podcast episode. And I know this one's a little shorter because time is so esoteric. I don't want to confuse you. I want to spend more time on next week's podcast episode when I talk about some things that you can do. The plan, essentially, part two. But the final thing about time I'll say is this, and I am warning you, it may be a little unsettling for your mind. Remember that horizontal time is based in fear, specifically the fear of death and time running out. And remember that everything is a thought. Remember that vertical time is based on love. So everything is a thought. Even to be in vertical time requires you to be in that observed perspective of watching thought because thought has to be. So remember that vertical time is based on love, specifically the love of detachment and presence and the fullness of one experience. However, however, <laughs> and this is a big however, brothers, like here we go, right? Like this is the thing. This is the thing. There's only one true way to transcend the fear of death. And here we go. Oh, here we go. Here, here he goes. He's going to talk about death again, right? Like I thought we were talking about time, but that is time. Time is the fear of death. That's what I'm saying. Like without the human experience, without the mind, without being in thought, there would be no time. We would see the world as it is. We would see the world in its infinite purity. But we don't see that. Our minds slow down time so we can experience it. Not so that we can be afraid of it. But there is only one true way to transcend this fear, to let go of this fear. And we can detach from our fear of death. But if certainly we can detach and that's a higher vibration. You know, detachment is a higher vibration. is what the Buddha taught. We can detach from the horizontal movement of time. But understand that even with the detachment from horizontal time, we're still attached to vertical time. Even in detachment from mind and to engage with heart and presence, there's still a duality of observed and observer. We're still in that space of vertical time. We're still watching. There's still two. There's what is watching and what is being watched. There is the observed and there is the observer. Even in detachment from mind, to be detached from horizontal time, there must be an observer. Watching the observed, which would be, in this case, watching the different levels of bodies. You know, there's still the causal body experiencing the physical, astral, and mental bodies in the present. It's no longer just the mental body 
attaching to and engaging with the fear of the movement of time, the fear of death, the fear of time running out. But there's still the causal body watching the physical body as it experiences through the five senses, watching the astral body as it experiences the depth of human feeling, and watching the mental body as the thoughts move through the mind. So there's still some kind of duality here. And even in that duality, there can be a, just a slight feeling, just a slight experience of fear, because even those bodies, the physical, astral, mental bodies come to an end, where the causal body does not, of course. However, when the observer becomes the observed, that's when the indwelling awareness merges back into its source, which is pure consciousness. Brothers, the reason we experience life and time in the way we do is because of the sacred wounds. And I know this is a very deep topic. This is a very advanced topic. It's a part of the later levels of the academy. It's actually a part of the, the next process, the next program. You know, there's two programs that I offer, right? There's the academy, which is the school of change. And then there's the path, which is the path of the remembered soul. I know it sounds so esoteric, doesn't it? It sounds so spiritual and wild, the path of the remembered soul. But remember, brothers, I am a spiritual man. I, I'm a scientist because I work with the facts. I work with the figures. I work with the data. But I'm also a spiritual man. You know, I'm a mason and deeply as a student of all religions. But the sacred wounds, you know, they're like lenses that are put over our eyes. You know, they distort the way we see the world. They create a separation between the observed and the observer. They prevent us from seeing the world as infinite and pure, and instead we see it through the separation of time and space. And the cosmic joke, <laughs> the cosmic joke at the heart of all creation can only be experienced directly. Even for me to begin to talk about it on this podcast could seem out of place, or perhaps even morbid in some ways. Why is Coach talking about death? Why is Kevin talking about death on a time podcast? Well, I guess it does kind of link together because time is moving towards that that space, you know, we're aging, right? Maybe that seems so out of place, maybe morbid perhaps, but understand that death is an illusion. Death, it doesn't come. It doesn't really exist. It only exists in the mind. Even in nature, we look at death and we say, oh, well, look at the cycle of the seasons. You look at winter. Winter is the season of death, right? Spring rebirth, summer life, and autumn into the aging and the dying, the decay, and then death, winter is death. And we see this seasonally. And we see it in the nature. We see it in plants and animals and each other. And so it may seem as though it's real, that death happens. It's a part of nature. It's a part of life, but it's only a part of our mind. It's only a part of that experience of mind. That's what makes it the cosmic joke because the mind will twist and distort the value of what I'm offering and make it mean something completely based on a conditioned aspect of the mind. But the truth lives within the nucleus of every cell in your being. You are constantly in a state of dying. Every cell within your body is dying from the moment it's created. So the essence, in essence, is that you're not really alive at all. You're simply a passage through which matter is endlessly converted into energy and energy is constantly experienced by matter. And when your awareness stops identifying with all this movement and finally comes to rest, you will actually disappear. Because death is an illusion. Death comes through our identity with the body. The body is a shell. It's a skin that just gets shed like a snake. 
Brothers, here's the honest, brutal truth about time. Even though it may feel to you as though you're making progress from one state to another, nothing is really ever occurring. Did I just crush all of your dreams and hopes by saying that? If I did, then again, that's another thought. Everything that we think that we're moving towards, all of this progress, all of this growth, all of this evolution, you know, it's all a fabrication of the mind leading you away from your fear of death. Legacy is an illusion. Awareness is simply playing with itself. In a sense, it's playing with being serious. And seriousness is a low vibration to take life too seriously. You know, awareness and ego sometimes enjoy that seriousness. You know, they enjoy the seriousness of being on a quest, of being a hero within the drama of your life, all the ups and downs and stories we tell. You know, they're thoughts. And it's all just energy moving towards remembering itself. And this is the deepest revelation that the inner inness that we are all moving back towards is just simply to merge with the monad. Even when you thought you were evolving and doing really well and playing the game so well and learning the rules and being detached, you're really just still asleep. We're really just asleep here on this planet. <laughs> this is all a dream, a hologram for the other bodies, a hologram for the monad to experience love, to experience itself, to experience energy. And you can't be half awake, Right? You can't be half awake. You can either be asleep or, or awake. You know, brothers, I, I'm down here. I'm living in Tulum right now. I'm down here in Mexico and in Tulum. And I got to tell you, like, there's a lot of like spiritual people in Tulum. And in the spiritual community, there's, I hear this term often. I hear the term awakened or awakening. To be an awakened man or to be an awakened being or to become awakened, to, to go through an awakening process. You know, as, this, as if this were a steady progressive occurrence from one state of being to another. It's erroneous. It's again, it's the ego. It's the ego in the mind and awareness playing with itself, having a little fun with the human drama. The fact is that awakening is a sudden occurrence. It's not even an event. It's the end of all events. You don't awaken slowly in your bed, do you? Like when you wake up in the morning, you don't awaken slowly. You don't slowly come out of your sleep state. It happens at once. You wake up. You wake up and you're awake. And the same way when you go to sleep, when you fall asleep, it's your, it, it, it switches. Your vibrations change. You move into a sleep state. And then you move into an awakened state. It's not a process. It's a sudden occurrence. And brothers, there's only one thing you can do and will do once this state of surrender emerges from within you, when it emerges from your heart and, and your heart just bursts open with the light that's holding on to, with the light and the love that's existing in every cell of your body. There's only one thing you can do, and that's celebrate. Celebrate. When celebration emerges within you, you realize that none of it matters. We're here to celebrate. We're here to have fun. Time, horizontal time, even vertical time, in essence, is an illusion to draw you away from that truth. To be human in the purest sense is to simply celebrate the gift of living here and now. There's nothing else. You've been tricked. Look, bro, you've been tricked. And it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh at yourself because, look, we've all been tricked. I've been tricked. You've been tricked. We've all been tricked. Let's just have a laugh and celebrate. Let's just move on. Let's move on from all this seriousness. Let's have a good time. 
The physical truth of time doesn't exist in the way our minds perceive it. We are not even these bodies that we identify with. You know, we identify with these bodies so much and we strive to prevent the passing of time via the aging process. So much suffering has come through trying to prevent aging. There's a whole industry out there trying to prevent people from aging, trying to keep people looking young. And that only leads to more aging because fear and suffering increases the toll on the cellular form. The DNA helix uses our bodies to continually reshape and reinvent itself. It's a cosmic serpent that endlessly keeps shedding its skin. Every seven years, in fact, we go through a complete cellular regenesis. You might have heard that before. Every seven years, our cells completely renew themselves. And you can't break through to see this. You know, you can't be the experience of your DNA. As humans, we experience the bodies as a whole, as a function of mind and emotion and sensory data, and yet we are none of that. We are not the body. We are not the emotion. We are not the, the mind. We are not these, these Russian dolls. We are the core. We are the serpent itself. We are timeless, unpredictable, fluid, and playful. Celebration is the direct manifestation of true awakening, rooted and it's utter helplessness of what it means to be alive and dying at the same time in a human body. And this is the quintessence of our true self. The energy within that wrapped up inside shells and shells and shells of experience like those Russian dolls. The one inside the other, inside the other, inside the other, inside the other, inside the other. Time is not our enemy, nor is death, because neither exist for truly spiritual alpha men. Time and death do not exist. Neither mind nor emotion are the essence of being. They are the energy of oneness separated by the sacred wound of experience and karma. And when the sacred wound of karma unravels and you are left with the essence of pure being, the only thing to do is celebrate. Wake up in the morning and begin your celebration of life. What else is there to do in this life? What else would you do with time? What is the point of anything else? Service, you might say. And at a lower vibration, you would be correct. Service is a lower vibration and surrender. Service moves us out of a survival, right? Survival is our lowest vibration. And service moves us out of that. And it moves us into a state aligned with our higher purpose. However, the higher purpose is still based on the seriousness of time. And striving and evolving and serving, it's still rooted in mind and identity. Once full surrender occurs, there is only celebration remaining. Once time ceases to exist, all we can do is celebrate. And that is a topic for another podcast episode. Brothers, until next week, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha. Your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.